0: This is Hawks Eye Guns Podcast. What's up, y'all? It's Hawkside Guns, and on a fine Sunday afternoon, uh, I am Sean, and with me
1: is Jake, I, and today, we are here for the latest, well, I was going to call it Gun Owners Anonymous, but considering the fact of who we are, we should call it Gun Addicts Enablers. Oh my god, it's so bad, dude. <laughs> oh, it's bad. Uh, we, we spend most of the week texting each other about different things that we want and going, I shouldn't do this, and the other one's going, yes, you should. Yes, you should. <laughs> You'll This
0: chance will never come again. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, I just uh, well, about do you want to go first? Or you want me to? Uh,
1: I'll. Why don't you go first? Yours happened first.
0: Okay. Uh, so uh, I guess around midweek, I I happened across a a gentleman who was looking for some work for his shotguns and his rifles and stuff like that. And I am not a gunsmith. I'm not uh, licensed or anything like that. But I do do a fair amount of restoration work on shotguns. And in my circle of influence and stuff like that, I have a chance to, to have my hands on a couple of them. So I, this guy called me, and he's like, hey, uh, I have a gun that I would like you to spruce up and make good. I want to give it to my son, who is a, an adult, and because uh, we're going out hunting, and I, this is a really cool uh, gun, and I want him to have that. Can you fix it up for me? And I said, Sure.
1: Well that's nice of you.
0: Yeah, you know, no problem. He goes, Well, how much do you cost you know, how much do you charge me? I'm like, eh, I don't worry about it. He goes, No, 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 I want to pay you. And I'm like, Okay, like, what do you think's fair? And he's like, How about I trade you?
1: Uh oh.
0: Seventy five dollars uh you pay me, you do the work for me, and I'll uh I'll give you this gun if you give me seventy five dollars for it.
1: And what was the gun? Well, actually, actually, before you get there, just because it's interesting and it's there, what did he want you to actually spruce up for him?
0: Oh, uh, he wanted me to spruce up a Browning Auto A five, which
1: oh, that sounds terrible.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. It was I had just <laughs> finished one a couple of months ago, and he saw the pictures of it, and he's like, "How? Oh, wow! Can you do that to mine?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, sure." I mean,
1: and obviously, you get to take it out and run a few a thril- few shells through it just to uh, make sure everything came out right, right? Of course of course you almost have to exactly
0: and uh so we did that and uh, i spruced it up for him and and kind of redid all the furniture on it It had it had you know 50 years worth of scratches and bangs and out to the deer blinds and out to the duck hunts and all that kind of thing and it's it it had seen some wear. it needed a couple of uh, uh things replaced in it and parts and and whatnot and i had some of them and had to order some stuff. So I finished it up for him, gave it back to him. It looked great. And he was really happy. So he's like, now look, 75 bucks. You can have this Ithaca XL 900, which is, uh, in 20 gauge. And it was a, uh, a, uh, basically it's an automatic. It's, it's a dove gun or, you know, something okay. like that. It's an Upland gun, right? Uh, it was at the time, and I looked up the serial number for this. It was 1977. It's a gas okay. gun. And his problem was it wouldn't cycle. Like, it'd fire, but it, the, the bolt would come back about halfway. I'm like, oh, wow, that's a weird problem. The, uh, if uh, if you don't know much about Ithaca in the 70s, um, their performance line for kind of a lot of their sporting guns that weren't defense there wasn't the 37 it wasn't the model 51 or anything like that their sporting guns were actually made by SKB okay. and that's a Japanese company and I happen to like Japanese steel and I like Japanese designed guns I mean they're they're pretty well done and and they unless, they
1: unless when you have to weld the guide bar
0: okay that that one was that one was made in america and it was our fault uh <laughs> That's, that was actually Ithaca. Uh, the, 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 SK, the SKBs don't do that. They're they're made pretty well. Uh, the model fifty one, eh, not so much. Uh, but it, this one looked, and I sent. Uh, did
1: I send you a picture of this? I believe so. But you're welcome to send another because I won't be able to find it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's very pretty. And what I tend to do is gravitate towards those um, those types of, of guns. Uh, it used to be pretty in the 70s, and now it's kind of eh. And...
1: So, so I'm assuming this means that it it will take some love from you. Well,
0: you know, it wasn't in bad shape. It, first of all, yes, it will, and it has. Uh, but I, the furniture wasn't bad. Uh, it's a year younger than I am. Uh, but furniture wasn't bad. It was done in '77. It was the '77s, and I know that because it's a gas gun, and because of the pattern on. I am so familiar with Ithaca's lineup by now. I can tell by the pattern <laughs> on the the checking on the stock when they did it. Uh, because they change it a little bit every year, and I'm like, up, oh, it's a '77, and I looked it up, and sure as hell, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but it wouldn't cycle. Uh, It was, and of course I did. I I told Jake, I'm like, I have a problem, dude. I had, (laughs) like, I should have just taken the straight money, and I, like, it's a sickness. I have, I have a problem. And I
1: am here to help you.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Help. (laughs) He's helping. He's like, I don't know, man. I think you should do it. Why not? He's, he's just. Well, uh, dude, you, you almost have to now, you know.
1: Well, I, OK, well, at the same time, now, I don't know if this is the direction you are going to go with it. And, and as you said, he doesn't listen to the cast anyway. But you do remember what my suggestion on the whole thing was. And it wasn't even for you. It's <laughs> sell it to my father. <laughs> no. Hey, I wasn't even saying sell it. You, you were talking last time we, we did this about how your father is starting to prefer 20 gauges because of age. Um you know, here's a nice 20 gauge auto. as you said before yourself, the Ithacas shoot very smoothly. I don't know this from experience. I'm going on your information. So it, it, Father's day's coming <laughs> Well, I uh, actually uh, took no, care okay. of that. Uh, you know, how often do you get off for a good Father's Day gift for only 75 bucks and a little bit of work?
0: This is true, but I did take care of that earlier because I gave him the bicycle.
1: Oh, I didn't know that that was Father's Day.
0: Yeah, that was kind of Father's Day and his birthday. They're they're lumped within a month of each other. And uh they like that was that was his big thing and he's shooting 20 now. So
1: Oh, that is pretty.
0: Yeah, it's it's really pretty. Um that I was like
1: the, I like the stainless steel receiver.
0: I know. It's really good. It's got pheasants on one side and ducks on the other. And it's that was when I uh, put it in the car, and I it it's that was t- untouched. I mean, the bolt wouldn't come all the way back, but it was untouched. So I'm like, hmm. Well, it's in pretty good shape, you know. Other than this abortion of a, a recoil pad that he had on the back of it that did not fit it at all. It, it was <laughs> like for a gun that was I don't know shorter and fatter and stuff like this. Thing was obviously not made for this gun, and it. And it was dirty, and it was greasy, and, and like the, all the internals were messed up. But the, the thing about it was, is he, he's like, yeah, it just won't cycle. I'm like, well, how long have you had this for? And he says, well, I bought it new. Okay, so you've had it for 40 Well, damn. Yeah, he had it for, this is a single owner, but I had it for 40 years. I'm like, so when did it start having issues? You know, like, like these are... The the Model 900 or the, you know, the 900XL the is not known for being delicate or finicky or anything like that. It's kind of a tank of a gun. All the SKBs were really well built. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I took it out of the closet a little while back because I was going to do uh, some dove hunting with it and, you know, give it to my, you know, uh, friend so that he could shoot with me. And it just, it won't cycle. So it's it's broken. Okay, well, uh, I can certainly take a look at it.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, remember, those of us who are not as mechanically inclined as you are, such a thing as just, well, shit, it's broken, exists.
0: Well, I mean, I, and I tried to get out. I'm like, did you, what did you do to it? Did you, did you take it apart? Is it like, is there something broken in it? Does it rattle? Did it, will it, you know, how does it sound? Does it, is the trigger crunchy? Like, like what happens? Well, it just won't cycle. It's broken.
1: Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's broken. I mean, mo- most of us realize that it can be fixed, but it's not something that we are capable of doing ourselves. Therefore, it's broken. That's why we have people like you.
0: <laughs> and I guess it just wasn't worth it enough to to fix it for him, and he just decided, okay, yeah, here, give me seventy five bucks for it, because the the stainless steel is is you know just the receiver. You can probably get a hundred bucks for.
1: Oh, and, and, you know, in the picture you just sent me, that receiver is beautiful.
0: It is. It is. And the back's even more pretty. And I I was just like, okay, you know, like, I'll, I'll make something of this and I'll I'll see what's going on. And before everybody goes, well, I'll just go buy a bunch of broken guns, um, you take a risk. Every time you do that, the gun may actually be, especially if it's older, it may be unrepairable.
1: Well, and, and the other thing is, is that some people, I, I, I know you, you don't find it necessarily as such, but the rest of us do, or at least most of us do, who understand what it is that you do with these things. This is a, a skill. It may be a learned skill, but it is a skill. It's not like, the, you know, average Joe or even, quite frankly, me could go to a gun show, buy a screwed up shotgun and just off the top of my head know how to fix it. Uh, I took apart my dad's Smith Wesson, uh, re- uh, revolver, and Wesson old police style revolver. Which uh,
0: which model was that
1: one? I, shit, I'm drawing a blank on it. On which <laughs> one it was. I mean, let's put it this way: it was a 38 Smith and Wesson, so it was not anything new. Right. Um, and it took me a month and a half to figure out how to put it back together properly. Um, of watching YouTube videos and going, <laughs> "Shit, what the hell did he do there?" So this is is it doable? Yes, but. It's not something that the average person is just going to go, well, fuck it. I'll take care of it. Well, I don't know. I, I think I think a lot of people could, though, you know, well, they, they, they could, but they're not necessarily inclined to, to do so. And and you and OK, and, and tell me if you have because, you know, both of us work in in technical industries in some fashion or form. And even though I'm on the clinical side of mine, we do have a repair group. You have met the person who can't tell the difference between a flathead and a Phillips head screwdriver before, correct?
0: Okay, yes, that is true.
1: Okay, so they exist. They do so, indeed. So, as much as so this this idea that you get to go out and find screwed up shotguns and repair them and make beautiful things out of them that you then turn around, whether you choose to keep them or turn around and sell them and make money on them, is. Is a talent. It's not something that the average human being is going to go and do.
0: Well, I don't know if it's exactly a talent. I'd say it's a little bit of artistic skill and a little bit of tech or mechanical skill. I'd say that. And, okay. and
1: but, one but, of them but it is, it is
0: severely applied. learned.
1: But it is applied skill.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Um, I just. I just love doing that, you know, and and you can walk into a lot of. I sent you a couple other things of the receiver and, and yeah, the furniture I, on it's no, not just bad. It. Um, and I, I I mean I guess that's true, and I'm not telling people to go buy a bunch of crappy guns because they're perfectly serviceable. Um, they're not. <laughs> they're not. A lot of times they do have broken pieces or parts or whatever. Sometimes that there are, there are no. Uh, workable solutions, you know, and you're going to have to either junk the gun or part it or, or something like that. But
1: but you're also talking about firearms in which uh, or just anything in which they're no longer necessarily supported by their manufacturers anymore. Most of them are not. Yeah. You may not be able to find parts. And then when you can find parts, a lot of times they're being made by somebody who's old enough that they may actually die in the process of your repair as you've run into.
0: Uh, Yeah, I (laughs) I have had that happen. I have also had it happen as with the Model 51, my beloved 51, uh, that. Just they're like, yeah, we just don't do that. No, nobody does. It was it was a a a failure, and and it has a glaring fault, and and we're not going to put forth the effort to fix it. Uh, that was that
1: was <laughs> back. We have we have moved on since then. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Our company went bankrupt because of those guns. We're not going to start supporting them now. You know, we're looking forward to the future, not looking back at that stuff. So. Uh, I got a very nice letter from Ithaca saying that they don't support that
1: gun. <laughs> well, they're usually pretty polite about it. Oh, no, Although they time, were
0: super polite about it, it's big, just you know.
1: Big, well, they're hoping you're going to buy the new a, one.
0: A nice 37. I mean, and their 37s now are beautiful. The model 37, uh, the new ones from Ithaca, they they sell them with a triple A grade walnut stock on some of them, and they are just and, freaking beautiful.
1: And listeners, can you hear? the drool coming from sean
0: oh it's such a pretty gun <laughs> dude they've got a uh, i don't know if they do it in any other gauge i'm sure they do or they would if you asked for it but they do their um if you go to ithaca's site right now and uh just uh ithaca i think it's ithaca gun company uh, hmm, hmm, hmm. let me make sure that i'm, I'm not talking out my ass <laughs> um and send you to some place that doesn't actually have it okay yeah Ithaca Gun Company, right, IthacaGun.com, uh, you pull up their page, and on it they have their Model 37 with the AAA walnut stock in stainless with factory engraving on it, and it is freaking beautiful.
1: What, what What's the MSRP on that?
0: Oh, I don't even think I want to know. I mean it's oh my god, it's twenty five hundred dollars.
1: Yeah. And the thing is is that firearms are going for MSRP right
0: now. Oh my god. Uh yeah. It's it's like anywhere from fourteen to twenty five hundred. And with the what I would want, my configuration would be the twenty eight inch barrel and a triple A walnut stock with chrome finish. You are you are looking at buku money. (laughs) But I mean they make some really, really beautiful stuff. Uh, I can't sure afford they do. any of it, but it's beautiful stuff. But that's really what they're concentrating on. In fact, right now, it's their only gun. The only models they sell are a 1911 and a Model 37 pump-action shotgun. That's all they're concentrating
1: well, on. How much are they selling 1911s for? I don't
0: know. Uh, let's Well, let's I mean, check.
1: I mean, you, you're looking for a Project 1911.
0: I mean, hey. Oh, well, it's, it's only $2,300 see, I mean, <laughs> it's a hop and a skip away. Are you kidding me? I'll just let me just well, pause the I, cast while I order one right
1: now. Honestly, honestly, I didn't even know that Ithaca made 1911s. Um, most of the ones I've seen are like Colt Six Hour, uh, etc. I I'd not seen an Ithaca yet.
0: Uh, um, I think it's so, new uh, since they started doing it. And I think it's so, they're trying to get into some different stuff, but.
1: So that even goes there. My my second idea is is are they good enough that if you saw an old beater on the uh, in the show would you buy one? And then it means you're not going to find an old beater in a show.
0: No, no, I don't think you will. And <laughs> and that's part of the thing that uh, I think a lot of people don't do is is go find old beaters. And that's probably for a lot of people I think a good thing because there is nothing more frustrating than paying money for a gun. And not being able to shoot it and have it not work and having to sit on it and having to wait for parts and all that. Now, I have so many in rotation, you know, between project and just got it in and working on it and got another plan for it and about to sell it and going to shoot it for a while. And I, I have so many of those that it's okay, right? Uh, I, I would love to do like old muscle cars like that, but I don't have that kind of money. I do have the enough money to get into some old beater shotguns. Like, even beater pistols are too expensive, right? Oh, yeah. Because uh, you... Uh, like an old Smith, you're still talking for $500, yeah. even for a rough one, you know?
1: Yeah, handguns tend to go at a premium compared to shotguns. Right. Shotguns,
0: while there's a lot more of them to love, um, <laughs> they, uh, they aren't typically... You know, a lot of their, they are what they are. They're they're field guns most of the time. You're they're built to haul them out into a field and blow stuff up, right? That's what they're yeah. for, and they're very good at that. In the in, but the uh, I, I'm not to all that to say I I wouldn't recommend everybody go out and do that, but I thoroughly enjoy buying beat up shotguns and then fixing them up and learning about the history of them and and learning about what they are and and how they work and and why this was a good or a bad gun, and how they failed, all that. Or if they did, you know, like an old 870, you can get an old Wingmaster, it doesn't fail.
1: Like, no.
0: Ever. You know, if it'll that, outlive it, you and your grandchildren.
1: And I, I tend to go in the exact opposite direction, finding something new and figuring out how they innovated it this time. So, <laughs> it, it, no, it's just, the, it's just the opposite direction. But with that said... Now that we've discussed what it is that you got, what's the plan for it? Apparently, you plan on keeping this one. This is not going to dad. No, so.
0: it's not. It looks too much like the XS4, um, and it's in 20. So uh, I ripped it apart. Uh, I had to. I'm like, look, this. I've I got to figure out what's going on
1: with this. Oh, did, did we figure out what, what was going on with the bolt?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. When I, um, I pulled it apart, and uh, there is no... Uh, video on that by the way so you just kind of have to wing it but because <laughs> you know normally for a youtube there's a youtube video somewhere where somebody's taking one apart there H- is not hence,
1: one hence that skill we were talking about that most of us don't have it was not if there it's... wasn't a youtube on it i know i'd be looking at it going well shit
0: <laughs> <laughs> well you just kind of figure out what makes the most sense and kind of go slow and you know have a margarita and figure it out. But uh, which is what this happened. Um, <laughs> it's, that's exactly what happened. Uh, but I got everything down to the receiver and I couldn't get the bolt out. And I, uh, I, I'm like, ah, oh, that's weird. And there's a little clip held on by a ring and you pull that out. You push the bolt back a little bit by about an inch, pop the ring off, pop the clip off. And then the bolt comes out when the bolt ca- came forward. All the way out, a dead spider came behind it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this does not bode well. <laughs> well, there's your problem. <laughs> surprised Beef would say, there's a problem right there. A dead spider came out the back of it. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like the bowels of Mordor or something like that in there. Okay, let's get a flashlight in and and see what the problem is and
1: ungolient killed the gun (laughs) exactly
0: Um, and apparently um and i called the guy to confirm this because i was so disgusted with how the the interior of this gun happened that that i'm like dude when was the last time you had the bolt and the trigger group out of this and he said oh I, i i never took trigger group out of it and the bolt doesn't doesn't come out it's 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 made that way i'm like (laughs) um you know the the bolt does come out
1: phillips head versus flat head
0: like it does come out no 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 you can take the thing off and and it just it's stuck it's i that's like welded i'm like if it was welded it wouldn't move it moves it's designed to come out (laughs) i'm like all right obviously this is not helping so Uh, I got back on it and now it's time to take the trigger group out and I got the bolt out and everything. And it's just, I shine a flashlight in there and everything in there looks like a miniature version of tarmac. It's just, it's just grit and carbon and dirt and rocks. And there was two rocks in there, by the way, two little pebbles. (laughs) I'm not kidding. So there's a dead spider, two pebbles, a dandelion seed, which I don't know how the hell that got in there. And then, you know, which I'm not sure it didn't take root and grow some at some point. But uh, so that was in there. and, And I'm like, oh, my God, this this gun is filthy. You couldn't physically lock it back. That's how much crap was in the back of it. So when I go to take the pins out, I start, you know, tapping it and everything. trying to tap pins out. Nothing. They don't move. Okay, get a bigger set, get a bigger hammer. I'm now at a 24-ounce hammer and a bigger set pin, and I'm pounding on them now. You know, I'm shaking the table in here, and it's like
1: nothing. It, 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 did you try any of the stuff that you, like, scored on them, and it kind of leaks down in? And penetrator? Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I turned it in Penetrator the night before. After yeah. I saw the spider come out, I'm like, I'm going to need some Penetrator. <laughs> um, so you just kind of soak it in, in Penetrator. Apparently and, that uh, didn't work. Yeah, you know, that's it's like, okay, cool. And Kayla was out there helping me because I finally, like, got a towel and put it in a vise and, um, you know, supported it with blocks and everything like that and and, uh, started hitting it with a 34-inch or 34-ounce hammer. Nothing. And I'm whacking it pretty hard at this point. I mean, just banging the crap out of it. The whole table outside in the garage (laughs) is shaking. You know, it's like, bang, bang. You know, the wrenches are all moving around and stuff. I'm like, oh, man. I don't want to drill rolled steel. You know this is gonna suck. So, and I know the pins come out this way, right? So it's like I'm going the right way. Okay,
1: I've hey. actually made that mistake before. <laughs> <laughs> Beat the ever living hell out of something and try to figure it out, and it's kind of like, oh shit, I'm they're directional. directional. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so I, Kayla's like, what are we gonna do? I go. We are going to observe the first rule of metalworking. And she, her eyes got big. She's like, what's that? And I'm like. Eat it up? No, no, no. When in oh. doubt, get a bigger hammer.
1: Oh. So I got a four-pound uh, hand sledge. Uh, my, my, my father would call that the uh, the first rule of lawnmower repair. <laughs> <laughs> Part part two of that rule is to buy a new one.
0: Yeah, it does work. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you feel better afterwards, but it's you're gonna have to beat on it for a while. Um, I I I got a four pound hand sledge and just started beating the living hell out. And what I did is machine down a uh, another set that was too big, that was exactly as big as the pin, so I wasn't, you know, it was as much surface area on it as I could, Mm -hmm. and just started wailing on it, and that. I got a little squeak, and it moved like two millimeters. And I'm like, oh, thank God. All right. It's moving. We broke the seal, right? So, I mean, whatever else is happening, it's at least moving. You hit it with penetrator every other time, you know, and just kind of just keep beating it. And uh, they, I finally got the pins out. And, and then when I got the pins out, I couldn't get the trigger group out. It was stuck.
1: Cause it never been out of the gun, <laughs> and it, th- this one's making you work for
0: it. Oh yeah! So now you have to brace it, build a jig, brace it on one side, and reverse a screw clamp, and put a bar through the through the trigger uh, ring, and screw it out. You know, with with screw force, uh,
1: <laughs>
0: to pop this thing out. And I'm like, oh man, this thing's never gonna fire again. You know, <laughs> like I'm never gonna get this back together. And it had crusted and crystallized lithium grease in it. Oh god. Oh, god. It had years, years <laughs> of him spraying, you know, like uh uh hops at, hoppies in it. You know, just, just tons and tons and tons of stuff, and it just smelled like a chemical factory, and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to take forever. So it was in a chemical bath for, I don't know, two days, just just in a pile of oil, you know, just trying to, you know, I'd, I'd come and scrub it every once in a while and put it back in the bath. Um I mean just terrible just getting the receiver clean so that there wasn't grit and crap inside the the workings was was a matter of hours um i ruined a gun mat I mean, just ruined a gun mat uh getting scrubbing <laughs> well, these things and, well those are cheap yeah it's 20 bucks you know it's off amazon uh it's not the first one i've ruined either but uh you know, it was so bad, Shannon kicked me out in the garage. She's like, look, that thing stinks. Get it to hell <laughs> out. I don't, like, it's really bad. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I get it. So it took a couple of days to clean this thing out. And But to their credit, okay, SKB makes a nice gun. All the parts were substantial. They were all of of quality steel. They did excellent uh, uh fitment and, and all that kind of thing it was a really really well-built tank of a gun nothing else would have survived that and uh once i got everything kind of cleaned and, and oiled and made sure everything worked and everything i put it back together and uh took it out to my dad's place uh early this morning and fired some rounds through it and cycle's fine i mean of absolutely
1: fine uh, now, now that Shelob isn't living in
0: it, you know? <laughs> yeah, the circle of life up in that bitch, you know. I mean, it was it was bad. Had its own ecosystem inside that receiver, and uh, of course, the receiver or the uh, the trigger group slides in and out like glass. Now, you know, it's perfectly fine. It's a little tight, but it's it's fine. And I'm like. How do you neglect a gun that bad? Because in in I know I don't know what well,
1: the the other part about it is, is is once again going back to remembering your own tendencies. As far as you're concerned, this is almost almost not quite, but almost as bad as neglecting one of your children. Yeah. You you, you looked at this gun wondering how long it's been clean, just like you'd look at somebody else's kids and go, how long has it been since you've had a bath. Yeah, <laughs> um, that, that, that you're not far off as far as opinion on that one with regards to neglect.
0: I Yeah, I just because I mean, back in the day, this was he bought this gun. It was one hundred and ninety nine dollars in nineteen ninety seven or nineteen seventy seven. When this was made, <laughs> nineteen seventy seven is one hundred ninety nine dollars. That's about nine hundred bucks today. So he paid almost, not quite, but almost $1,000 for this equivalent money in 77 and then trashed it for the next 40 years. I don't, I don't get it, (laughs) you know, like, like, how does that occur? I mean,
1: Is, is he affluent enough that that would not have occurred to him, the dollar amount equation that you just did?
0: i don't know i i mean i i mean yeah i mean it's more affluent than me but All right. well but that ain't saying a lot but, but still I mean,
1: there, there are different levels of income that put you in different levels of reality that of yeah people.
0: i mean that is true i mean it's if if thousand dollars is cheeseburger money then yeah i mean who cares you know but i mean even then it's a tool you don't you don't purposely just neglect and mistreat your tool well, i mean i guess you do if, if that's how i got it but um he just didn't care. He was just like, eh, you know, eh, it's old. It's crap. I get a, you know. I'll get a new one. I'll get a new one. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, I I get it. You know, the, the Browning, the problem is the Browning, perfectly fine. Absolutely fine. I mean, it was worn. I mean, it was well used and, and well loved, but it, it didn't. The, like the inside of that receiver was clean as a whistle. So I. But
1: but but, but it's a it's, it's Browning.
0: <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. That is true. I mean, it, it,
1: and even to use, I, I don't honestly know enough about the equivalence between the two firearms. But let, let let's put this in car terms, and I'll even put it in old fart car terms. Okay, back in the day, if you had a Toyota MR2 and a Porsche 914. Even though we both know the MR2 will probably do better than the 914 and every ounce, and the 914 got better taken care of because it said Porsche on it.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So I, if you're not an old fart, you probably didn't understand any of that. But that being said, you get my point.
0: Yeah, the MR2 was quicker. It was quicker around a corner. It was quicker around a track. It was better to drive. It was more responsive. And, the engine and they...
1: wouldn't fall out the bottom of
0: it. The... Well, you know, little things like that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the Porsche is the one that's valuable yeah. today.
1: Uh, yeah, the, the, a 914.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. And that's true. And Ithaca is not that name. It's it's not. It's not exactly. a Browning.
1: Uh, e- e- even, even if you're talking about two of the exact same quality of firearm one of them says browning and it's going to get taken care of and one of them is going to say ithaca and it's going to be a beater
0: <laughs> yeah it's true one of us could have a dead spider in it <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's very true uh so yeah i've got a uh, uh some fiber optics on order to replace the site and i've got a new pad a new Pacmire pad coming to uh to get this thing all all suited up and it's it's perfectly fine. So I got a brand new well, new to me, forty three year old uh, twenty gauge automatic that is in well, perfect working order now. Well
1: well I ran into a never issue this morning of of my own mental crises when it comes to firearms.
0: <laughs> what happened?
1: Well I had gotten to some extent over the past couple of months or just since the beginning of the year once I realized that I had accidentally let my concealed carry permit expire. i um, gotten away from carrying on my body all the time. Um, and with the level of craziness going that it's re-entering the world um, and the fact that I'm waiting for my, my new permit to show up, I decided that I was going to go back to carrying all the time and just being religious about it again. Uh, Problem is, is I'm lazy. So, (laughs) yeah, I know. Uh, So I had taken my P320, which was my backpack bag, and put the P365 in my backpack instead, being the fact that it's lighter and takes up less space. Hence the lazy part. Uh Uh-huh. And it gets even worse when I start realizing that in order to carry it, that means I need to actually take it out of the backpack, put it back in the holster, put the holster on my belt, and then put the packet back in the backpack before I go to work. And this is just more effort than I put into most things in life. <laughs> so uh-huh. I s- decided that it was time, you know, when I look at, you know, are the two compact pistols that I have, the uh, Sig P229 and the Sig P320, the 229 is without question my go-to. So when you start thinking about sacrificial, sacrificial guns, the 320's got to go. <laughs> but I don't really know what I wanted. Did I really want to just go in and buy another identical 365 to have one for the bag and one for my waist? Um, I don't know that I want to do that. I may have come to being that being where I'm going to go. But I started looking at some of the other uh, firearms of that general size available. We talked about the Smith & Wesson last time. Yep. Uh, that that, that the, the new Shield Plus. And right about the time that the Shield Plus dropped, Ruger dropped their version of it, which is basically a souped-up version of the LC9 that looks like the LCP2. <laughs> uh, it, it, yeah. So, um, and I'm not a huge, huge Ruger fan when it comes to handguns, so... I passed up behind that one, and a manufacturer that has plagued me from the beginning. Is this decided, the
0: picture you sent me a little bit, a yes, little bit ago? <laughs> yes,
1: decided, decided to mess with me again. So, Springfield. Uh, I have always, 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 always thought that the Springfield handguns were awesome looking. I just hate shooting them.
0: Well, that's a fair comment, yeah, uh, you
1: know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the x d series is really neat looking. I and mean, if you're looking for something and that, that for a star wars fan and a and a manufactured uh, handgun, uh, unless of course you're gonna try to go back and find the Mauser. Um, you know a <laughs> Springfield looks like a really neat handgun.
0: it does um, look like like time forward. Awesome. Uh
1: you know it, and then they even went and did something really awesome where they got rid of where they printed grip zone <laughs> across the handle like you needed to have instructions on where to hold the gun
0: <laughs> Uh it would have been better if they put just like right by the barrel bang zone <laughs> oh god <laughs> sight zone
1: point point this way face yeah. forward oh i mean they put it on claymore's yeah um, well that's important all right <laughs> that's, to be fair that's important uh, if i see a firearm that says face towards me enemy... <laughs> yeah and you can read it
0: you're like i'm on the wrong side
1: <laughs> so uh but i've i've always really really liked the appearance of them, and I've tried them from time to time, and I've tried to talk myself into them from time to time. I've bought them and resold them from time to time. I've always really just. The, the Springfield XD model had very honestly just plagued the ever loving crap out of me. <laughs> and I'm now in the process of looking for another, you know, handgun uh, of what they call a micro compact these days. And Springfield does make one, it's called the Hellcat. And I'd had the opportunity to shoot a Hellcat, and compared to the SIG, I found it very uncomfortable to shoot, like most Springfield firearms. Um, The main thing is is that it's extremely snappy. However, they just came out with a new model.
0: (laughs) Now, listeners, both of you, um, (laughs) I did do my duty as a friend. And I did send him the text that said, Do you remember the time you told me to tell you whenever you were considering buying something other than a SIG that it wasn't a SIG? You remember that? That's now.
1: Which means he's a better friend than I am. Because when he called me up and or texted me and said something about the ethic, I went, Grab it! Grab it!
0: <laughs> and I did, too. <laughs> See?
1: Um, now... What they did with the the Springfield is they did they put a compensator on the front of it, which seems, sounds like a bit much, but looks really cool.
0: It does look pretty tight.
1: Uh, they they put a rather robust um, red dot on the top of it uh, and improved the hell out of the trigger. It looks awesome.
0: I, it doesn't even really, and I know this this is gonna sound bad. All right, but it doesn't even look like a Springfield.
1: Now, no, but still,
0: it, it looks awesome. It looks really cool, and I just—it's it, like mm, that's like—and this is oh, this is what Springfield does, right? They put out these beautiful-looking guns, and you're like, oh man, I might like to have that. That's really tight. What is what's all? Tell me about that.
1: Well, and, and that's kind of where I went. Tell me about that. So I originally I jumped onto YouTube, and I typed it in, and what they call it is it's the Springfield Hellcat RDP, which stands for Rapid Deployment Pistol.
0: <laughs> I don't yeah. know how much rapid deployment you're going to get with all the points and stucks and all <laughs> the crap sticking off of that thing, but uh, hey, uh- Whatever.
1: Well, so the fir- the first person is, and this will be for those of you who have watched lots of YouTube videos on gun reviews, so you'll, some of you will understand this and some of you won't. The first one I came across was from a YouTuber named Sooch, and Sooch <laughs> loved it. Then again, Sooch loves everything he ret- he, he actually uh, reviews. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard him say something bad about anything.
0: <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah, you don't get any of that.
1: No. No. So I went to my go-to, which is the Firearm blog, TV. You never remember the guy's name, but the the head reviewer on there he he looks like your average, everyday, overly tacticalized douchey frat boy. Uh,
0: The tight black shirt crowd.
1: Yes, very much so. Does
0: a lot of knife hand pointing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, very but, familiar.
1: But at the same time, he actually tends to hold a lot of the same opinions on firearms that I do with regards to which ones he likes. He's what I generally call a SIG snob, which so am I. Um, and he absolutely adores the 365. So once again, I figured if you we are holding a similar opinion, hopefully he'll tell me something bad about this gun. <laughs> the first thing he did was start making fun of the name. He called it the Raw Dog Pistol. <laughs> so, forevermore, it was referred to as the Springfield Raw Dog.
0: Oh, that's going to stick. Yeah. Um,
1: now, he did mention the fact that the compensator actually did do a lot as far as the snappiness of the firearm, and the trigger is a whole lot better. And, surprisingly enough, the. Um red dot on it is surprisingly robust and not necessarily one of his favorites, but a really good red dot. Um and I was starting to go, holy shit, this guy's going to make me want this firearm until until he got up to the price.
0: I take it that's uh that's more than than the previous model? It,
1: MSRP at eight ninety nine ninety nine
0: wow
1: and even his response was that's a lot for a hand for this firearm
0: that is a (laughs) lot of money for a nine millimeter dude
1: yeah so that 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 made life very easy for me very quickly
0: wow (laughs) dude i don't think i can go there with it not for (laughs) not for that no no not even remotely close uh, did they say why it was going to be that much?
1: Uh, well, I mean, if you look at it, the um, just the adding of the red dot, which that one MSRP is at um two ninety nine ninety nine, that add on to the general price of the firearm almost gets you there. So, you know, but still, still, I... I, 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 you know, I'm not paying that much for an optic when it costs almost as much as the firearm does.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially when the PDP is released, it's going to be six fifty. Uh huh. Whether you get the the compact, which is what Shannon wants, or the full yeah. size four point five, or the regular full, which is four, uh, we're talking about the barrel size. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't think I can get there from there from here. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, it doesn't come with a red dot. Okay, I get it. But still, that's gonna be that's the one everybody's waiting for is the the PDP, um, and uh, for two hundred and fifty bucks less. Yeah, no, I can't I, get that from. I part. just I, I'd rather have the Walther, and I didn't even put my hands on either of them yet. I yeah, uh, but the uh, holy crap, that's awful bold. <laughs> I I think the price is going to come down on those pretty quick.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well. And well, I mean it that that just that thankfully made it very very easy for me because it means I'm not going to go out and buy another Springfield that I'm going to fire two rounds off and go Oh, I hate no, this. No, no. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> Springfield has done that to me too many times. And I'm not going to do it again.
0: Yeah, it's like a really cool pump gun. I get suckered in by pump guns all the time. You know, like if it's like I love slide action shotguns. They're just so cool, and I don't shoot them. And it's, I don't like. I fall for it every time. Like I still want an Ithaca thirty-seven, one of the new ones. I I totally do. They got one that's called Deerslayer. I am in love with it. I'm not a fourteen hundred dollars in love with it, but I'm I'm in no. love with it. Uh, but I and every time I do that, every every time I do that. I go, wow, that's neat, and then go back to my automatics. <laughs> you know, it's like, damn it! I like I, I do it every time. I already sold Bon of the XSP. He loves it. He loves it, absolutely loves it because he prefers a pump gun in and an over and under. He he wanted it, so I mean he he got out there and he could hit with it. It was great. And well,
1: as long as he's happy with it,
0: yeah, he he was happy. I mean, he won't be able to shoot it for long because it's a twelve, and he's. <laughs> a little older now and doesn't do well with a 12 gauge, but which I, I I'd love to make fun of him for. But he's kind of sensitive about it because he's like of that generation <laughs> where where real men shoot 12. And I'm just like, dude, you're it's not that big a deal. Just the <laughs> 20s easier on you. It's lighter. It's easier for you to swing. I mean, it's just shoot the 20s, man. He's oh, re- re-
1: remind, him that, remind him that you've got a friend who shoots 410. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm like Jake's a big dude. And he's he's a good sized dude, and he doesn't like the recoil. He shoots a 410. I mean, I, like, I, it it's it's not that big a deal, but he he's hung up on it, and I don't get why. You know, I, I guess it's a generational thing, or maybe it's a an image thing or something. But we've sat in rooms with with other dudes, uh, other people, men smaller of stature women all that kind of thing and he has said these sentences like look if you can't handle it it's not really helpful if you if if it's uncomfortable for you to shoot you won't shoot it if it's doesn't matter how pretty it is or what the ballistics are if you can't handle it it's not for you and this same man grudgingly goes back like doggedly goes back the 12 gauge triple five which hurts him like bruises him every time he shoots it he gets about a box and a half through it and then puts it away you know
1: but but if he's enjoying his box and a half
0: then
1: i, I guess but, but wouldn't you rather just
0: like have 400 rounds through something cool that doesn't hurt you rather than 50 <laughs> 60 rounds through something that does
1: Oh, come on. You can't tell me that you haven't had a firearm, the classic shotgun, somewhere along the line, that, that you just loved to death and kept forever, even though it wasn't exactly a joy to shoot. <clears throat> hell, hell, even Several. if you were to take it back to handguns, your Bursa was the same way. Uh,
0: that's true. That's true. Uh,
1: hell, I, I just sold my PPK to my brother for that reason.
0: Yeah, and what's funny is the cheap ass spectrum, the the two hundred dollar or eight or one one eighty spectrum uh, that I bought outperformed the Bursa in every way except for long distance accuracy. But that's not what it's for, you know, because a three and a half inch uh-huh. barrel is going to be better than a two inch barrel. You know, it yeah. just is. But that said you know the spectrum pulls quicker it's easier to clean it it's it's lighter it's easier to hold it's like wow okay this is stupid
1: (laughs) At, at, at some point he's gonna pick up a 20 gauge that is just an absolute joy to shoot that makes him feel good and he'll and you'll just start to see that that 12 just doesn't get picked up
0: nearly as much i bet you i bet you that's true I bet you that's true. Because I did the same thing, only in reverse. I had tw- yeah, he, I was all twenties, and I went to twelves.
1: Yeah, he he just needs to find the right one that makes him feel good about himself. <laughs> well, maybe, w- maybe, maybe maybe it's a semi-automatic Ithaca. You never know.
0: Yeah, you never, never, you, you never know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> although the the automatics are a little heavier. I mean, they're they're a little heavier than a pumper, and <laughs> over and under, <laughs> a little heavy, but you know, it's... yeah, yeah,
1: he, he's he's going to take that one out and start trying to shoot plays with, it. and you're going to be sitting there going, wow, hitting that one heavy? Yeah, I can't catch it. It's a little, no one's on heavy side. So. Want to put that down, right? <laughs> it's a little too heavy for. It. Okay, now you're going to have another round with. Great.
0: <laughs> He did trade me the the uh, Remington 1100 for the Bicle, though. That was that was kind of cool. Uh,
1: well, well, wait a minute. I thought you said that was a Father's Day gift. It's not it, a gift. It if is, it's a but it
0: wasn't exactly what you'd call the equivalent. Ah. Okay. Uh, the Beichel's probably about 700 bucks of retail, and the 1100 was about 350. <laughs> so. It's it's it wasn't exactly equivalent exchange. He gave me a gun for a gun, but I'm like, this counts as Father's Day and your birthday. He's like, yep. <laughs> so it was it was nice. I gotta fix that 1100 up. He's got all kinds of shit attached to it. It's got like a flashlight and a magazine <laughs> extender and a uh, 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 bump ramp and all that kind of stuff. It's just it's terrible. It's it, it used to be a three gun uh, shotgun. Yeah. Uh, so it's got the big long magazine extension on it and the, uh, the, the bump slide release. So you just smack it, you, you put your shells in and then smack it, uh, at the bottom and it loads for you. Um,
1: I think I remember when you guys found that one. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: have like
1: you found it in a bucket or something like that somewhere along the line. Yep. Absolutely. Um, it
0: was, it was, Hard used, um, but there really wasn't anything wrong with. it. I mean, there's still. It's a Remington. It's a Remington 1100. It's it's like an 870. It just goes. It just it just does its thing. You replace the rings and go. Uh, so, it's working. It's it's doing its thing. I haven't figured out what I'm going to do with that yet. That's the uh, sixth automatic I own now.
1: <laughs>
0: it's getting ridiculous. It's 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 becoming weird, uh, but. You know, it's I, I love the old ones. I do. And and I have a really nice one now in the SX-4, which is my favorite at the moment. My favorite shooting shotgun. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, the, the Super X-4 is unbelievably
1: well-mannered. Oh, did, the, did the new barrel show up?
0: Uh, Yeah, and I had to give it to Buona because the XSP went to him. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like... Well, crap! I don't need the barrel now that I don't have the gun. So why don't you just go ahead and take the barrel? Because <laughs> I had two Winchesters. I bought Winchesters back to back, two weeks, right, seven days apart. I bought the XSP first, and then I bought the XS4 because I was pissed at the XSP, <laughs> and I... <laughs> and I had to trade for the XS4. Uh, the XSP they were having a sale. And uh, so yeah, I I gave him the pump gun. I, I was like, yep, you know what? Just take it. Just here, uh, give me you know whatever <laughs> for it, and just just take that. Just get it out of here. And uh, so now I'm I'm uh, I I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do after I finish this project. I I don't know because I mean, I've got a 20 automatic. I've got lots of other automatics. I I don't know what I need or what I want. I mean, if
1: something well, you, comes you,
0: along, but
1: you're gonna need a 20 over under again.
0: Oh no. It's a sickness. I swear it is. It's not. It's not pretty, man. It's just, <laughs> we have a sickness. And we enable each other. It's bad. Uh, oh,
1: yeah. or, or or you could you could try something completely different. You could go for sixteen gauge.
0: You couldn't find. I don't have any ammunition to shoot with, and you can't find any right now. What I could do is go with a twenty-eight because there's lots there of twenty-eight. Go ammunition around him. oh no god, don't no. do that that'd be horrible <laughs> then i'd be like wanting, like i get a bunch of 28 and i start hitting with that it's like you know i could get that ithaca that silver <laughs> one with the, with the beautiful walnut and everything I wonder what i could trade for 25 anybody have $2,500 worth of guns i could use hold on i need to trade in for that that'd be terrible god i, like, I own two ithacas and both of them are almost as old as i am I mean, it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> Dude. Actually, one's older than me, and one's slightly younger. Uh, I don't have anything new, and nothing they were famous for. I I've never owned or touched a Ithaca thirty-seven. Oh, which... I mean,
1: it, it, at least you like firearms that were uh, uh, created in the same decade as you.
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, what's your plans for the newest moon, man? What are you What are you getting?
1: I, I, I haven't made up my mind yet. I think I've, I'm waiting to see what comes out and whether or not I need another one of what I already have or what. I mean, let's put it this way. I, I, I had plans, but I sold a the um, PPK to my brother and then ended up needing a root canal. So,
0: uh... <laughs> I ended up needing a root canal.
1: So that, that kind of puts some of the plans on hold. Though it is actually really kind of cool to realize that you have something that you can sell when you need extra cash. They don't go so, down in
0: value. I'll, no. I'll say that. That's um. That's the funny but, but, part about guns. It's not like old collectible cars or something like that. Like guns generally don't go down in value yeah, unless you it, beat it, them up.
1: It just hadn't been my plan. And so I need to come up with a new plan.
0: <laughs> well, if they'd ever bring Creedmoor back onto the shelves, I'd finish out my <laughs> rifle build. But, like, I know but, there's no point in doing that since I'm not going to shoot it right now.
1: Uh, it'll come back at some point. I yeah. think we got another year. But I,
0: I do, too. I think we're we're going to be into 2022 before they really sell. Although, they are bringing back selective amounts of birdshot, which makes me happy. That means I can go shoot. You know? Yes, uh, I see birdshot both 20 and 12 depending on the day of different manufacturers hanging around. So
1: Yeah, there's there's not a whole lot of 410 out there, but 20 uh, and 12. No.
0: Yes. Yeah, not really. There's not a lot of 410. Uh I've seen a uh, some some 223 and some uh 762.
1: Actually, I've seen a lot of 762.
0: Yeah, I don't know why that's getting popular all of a sudden. <laughs> like popular stocked. I mean, it's like okay. And-
1: and, and I'm still, still, I, I know we talked about this last week, but I'm still getting a kick out of some of the emails I'm getting from some of the manufacturers going, we have this. We have 50 BMG. <laughs> would you like 50 BMG? We, hey, we know you shotgun guys. Uh, or are super or excited. Even, How would you like 28 gauge? <laughs> or or even, we have lower parts kits. <laughs> Please buy them now. While they're still legal. <laughs> While we can, while there's
0: still something other than, you know, smelting quality metal. <laughs> I, you know, I, it's got to be a weird time for a lot of the manufacturers right now. It really does.
1: Well, and a lot of them are trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do. I mean, the only people who out there who, who aren't upset at the moment are the shotgun manufacturers and the people like Henry.
0: Yeah. It's like, well... We uh we make shotguns, we make rifles. They're lever
1: action. Come on in. <laughs> I mean the, the the Henrys are going for like fourteen hundred these days, which it is really double is. what they were two years ago.
0: It really is. I mean they are really giving giving Marlin and Browning a run for their money.
1: Well, you know? the problem with Marlin is is they're not making them at the moment.
0: So. Well, yeah, because they got. I mean uh, 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 Remington broke up. And they got bought by, like, what, four different companies or something like that? I mean, all their pieces got scattered, right? The ammunition, you know, the ammunition, Marlin, Remington, you know, all that stuff got busted out.
1: Now, the ammo ammo is being manufactured again as of, like, a a couple weeks ago.
0: Hopefully, they'll get going pretty hard because we
1: need that. Uh But the, the ammo is being remanufactured. I'm not sure. I thought I saw or read something about the shotguns getting reman- starting to get manufactured again. But Marlin still isn't yet.
0: And that's got to be a tough one, though. Uh, Marlins are, I mean, it was such a small segment of of the market. No, they, they were fantastic guns. I have one. I have a Marlin yeah. lever action 44. Um, and it's it's a fantastically well-built. Done. It really is.
1: Uh, the, the, well, but the one that Marlin was known for, you're actually finding more people buying bolt action for that, except unless you're in Texas, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is their thirty thirty. You've got more people buying bolt action three oh eights and bolt action thirty out sixes for hunting than you do have them buying lever action thirty thirties. Um, yeah,
0: down here it's once, more a lever action thirty thirty, but that's just Texas.
1: And I was going to say, unless, of course, you're in Texas.
0: Yeah, Texas, they believe in a Lever Action 3030. They do. I mean, hell, that's what my dad has. Um, everyone loves a Lever Action 3030 down here. I'm not sure so, what the cult is about that, but everyone loves them. Swear by them.
1: I, honestly, I, I don't know, because the other one that's starting to come back, and I think it's kind of being the, uh, the around the same concept of we have 50 BMG, which is the 4570 is making one hell of a comeback.
0: I've seen a lot of those recently. That
1: reminds me of something that I keep forgetting at the end of every cast for the past couple of weeks. Have you noticed that Magnum... Now, now maybe they always did, and I just missed it until now. Did you know that Magnum Research makes big-ass revolvers, too? Yes. I did not know this. Really? No. Yeah. They're pretty cool looking too. No, they're
0: amazing. I, my brother almost bought one.
1: But but that was what made the forty five seventy is what made me think of it. They actually have a forty five seventy revolver. Yep. My brother almost bought one. Big Dude.
0: twelve inch barrel. They're amazing looking.
1: Oh my god. But I can't even I am worried about my shoulder for trying to file a forty five seventy out of a rifle, much less out of a handgun. <laughs> yeah. I
0: don't know how big you have to be to shoot that thing but it's bigger than me. I mean
1: I mean you know a 50 A 50A out of a um Desert Eagle is bad enough but a forty five seventy round out of a revolver?
0: Wrists of steel, my friend. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. I if you, call if me probably... a wuss cuz I don't think I could do it. I don't think I if could
1: you're... hold on to the gun. If your brother does buy one or does shoot one, you, you need to take a video of it for me. Please.
0: I uh, Dude, I will, I will totally be there. I mean, because you can't not. Like, what are you going to do? You want to have a round? No. <laughs> no. I do not.
1: I, I, uh, I mean, a, a, a 454? Damn. Um, well, a 45 long colt has actually got a little bit of a kick to it. Yeah. But a, but a 45. 570 out of a That's what the Cowboys were used in getting uh, uh, Indians from a mile away. Yeah, you could take down a buffalo
0: with one. Did you know that? I mean, you're just that's like, okay, well what did you need to shoot with that? You know, I mean, I get it. They're cool. They are. It's a big revolver. It weighs several pounds. I mean they're, they're I've seen them at shows. I mean, they they always have one uh, at the at the shows. They'll they'll have it at the front there, you know, with a "please do not touch" you know <laughs> next to it. But uh, they're incredible to behold.
1: Oh, they're they're extremely pretty. It looks like a futuristic cowboy gun. Yeah, I don't know how else to describe it. Before that, it's it's um it's matte chrome or gray or whatever it is uh, with a solid cylinder versus one of the ribbed ones that you tend to see in revolvers mm-hmm.
0: yeah cuz you need all uh, that cuz it's a big and, damn bullet
1: and, and it just looks as awesome as awesome could be but i you know i could see one of those in obviously 357 38 special um Hell, the the forty five long Colt four ten, but when they started saying say forty five seventy, and what made me, as as I said, I was just because the Henrys have have tried to make the forty five seventy round come back, but mm-hmm. that's for a rifle.
0: I mean, uh, it is. I mean, okay, so here it is: the BFR, which is hysterical because you know everybody calls it a big fucking revolver, um, <laughs> big finest revolver, and that's not what it is. You lie to <laughs> me, Magnum Research. It's not what it is. Um, you know the the one I saw on a table. I guess this was uh, late 2020 at the uh, the Mesquite Gun Show. It was a BFR uh, with the uh, it was a BFR 45LC 410B, which is the the one with the rib on the top of it with the the machined. Yeah, it,
1: it's it's their version of the Judge.
0: Yeah, I mean it's huge. And there's also a 4570 government model that is
1: ridiculous.
0: It, yeah, it's just it's just stupid. I mean, like like stupid isn't like the crazy fantastical. Stupid with two O's. Okay. <laughs> you just look at it and go, whoa. Okay, I, I couldn't hold that <laughs> you <know? laughs> because you you feel like you need a fore grip on it. Oh, God. Yes. Because. I don't know any human being who could just stand there and one hand that thing. Uh, it, it's, it's got... To, now, it does have a lot of weight out front, and that does probably stabilize it a smidgen. <laughs> but a smidgen, yeah. A smidgen, that's a technical term. And uh, what do you... <laughs> like, first of all, how long would it take you to draw that? <laughs> Second... I don't know any belt in the world that would hold that and your pants up without falling down. <laughs> like you'd need some kind of harness. To, uh, I don't know how much uh, does it say how much these things weigh? Hold on here. Uh, oh, it's
1: it's gotta have specs on it somewhere. Oh
0: my that. gosh, wait. Five point three pounds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Five point three pounds. Okay, l- let me put that into perspective for those of you who don't know um, what that should be or, or what it is. I have a 12 gauge shotgun, okay, that is six pounds. <laughs> I, well, uh, <laughs> this is a pistol that's five.
1: Well, my two two nine, which is a complete metal pistol, doesn't weigh more than three. Yeah, if that. <laughs>
0: you got five pounds of hog iron strapped to your side. I don't know any belt in the world that
1: will hold that. <laughs> it, it, well, it, it, at least if you went to the ranch with that on, they wouldn't make fun of you like they do with the uh, the Heritage, though.
0: You leave my Heritage alone, sir. <laughs> this is an exceptional firearm. It is, it is peerless in its class. I feel like John Wayne when I'm wearing it. Nope, it's awesome. <laughs> There's nothing to be said about that. Uh,
1: uh, uh, I'll tell you the same thing my father told me with my Henry when I was throwing. I was loading it through the tube. Yeah, it's not the way John Wayne did it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. He made everything look cooler too.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, he wasn't. He not carrying a 22. <laughs> Yeah, but I can't afford those Ruger Vaqueros, man. Those, <laughs> you know how much they want for those now? <laughs> Holy
0: crap. Because, I mean, if you're going to do one, you might as well do a Vaquero. Exactly. I mean, because they're, I mean, they're just so cool. And you can't get, like, one of the boring ones. No. You, know? you can't do that. you got to have the stag grip and the silver, you know, at least I would.
1: Well, that's that, that's that's why you go with the BFR and get the uh, 4570. No no, so no, can, no, 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 so no, no. Everybody can know how awesome you are. Oh God. Oh come no. on, you live you you live in Dallas, Texas of all places. You know if you walk into a restaurant with that on your hip, that you you won't you won't even have to pay for your own drinks if you do. That. <laughs> Probably not. You you you'd, you'd do better with free drinks than the hottest chick in the place.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. With that, you you just like you wouldn't you wouldn't have to touch your wallet all night. No. You'd have you'd had everybody want to see it, you know. And that's I guess that's the difference between like the East Coast and, and Texas and everything like that. I mean, no, Texas if you is... were
1: that into a restaurant on the East Coast, somebody the whole place would clear out and the police would show up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you wear one of those to a bar in Texas, or not to a bar, but like a restaurant or something like that, sports bar, or something like that. You will make lifelong friends. Yes, that's that's just. Oh my God, I got. You know, I saw one of those once, and I carry this here. Now this is a very fine puzzle. It's nothing like that, but to see, look at it. You know, and they just get very excited.
1: And, and, and once again, here you you make lifelong people who think you belong in a mental institution.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, you live in the wrong place, sir. You would be perfectly normal in Texas.
1: Honey? Wanna to move to Texas?
0: <laughs> she said no. She said no. Yeah. She said no. It's not it's not happening. You would be I'm telling you, you'd fit right in down here. There's it's it's guns and burgers and gambling and alcohol. It's great.
1: <laughs> burgers, yes, you have seen me in person. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like it's how it's how I live my life now. It's it's very simple.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw those BFRs uh, a uh, a few weeks ago and kept trying to remember to bring them up because I don't know how I missed it. I didn't know Magnum Research made revolvers. Yeah, I thought that was something new.
0: No, no, they've they've made that for a while, man. Those <laughs> things are man eaters too. <laughs>
1: And and then when I started going through calibers and saw 4570, it was kind of like, did I just read that wrong?
0: Not 45 and (laughs) 7 millimeter, (laughs) 4570. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they are as impressive in person as you think they are. They're incredible. You'd never want to shoot one, but they're incredible.
1: (laughs) I really don't want to shoot the fifty a e desert eagle either, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: you know I mean don't get me wrong I'd do the nine millimeter mini eagle but not the 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 fifty
0: I had a fifty for about three weeks.
1: <laughs> did, did you shoot it
0: i did and, and I put it right back in the box
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is it is the classic version or the classic definition of terrible it is it is awe-inspiring and fear-inducing all at the same time, but you don't want anything to do with it. It's... <laughs> I mean, it's just this big, giant hand cannon and it weighs a lot and the barrel's way out there and it's heavy and then it goes BOOM! And you're like, oh, crap, let's put that down. You want another You want another clip? I'm like, nope. <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> In fact, somebody else should take this while I go over here and cry. <laughs> because my wrists hurt. I mean, I guess guys like them. I mean, there's there's people. who oh, got... I mean,
1: hell, you've heard the story about the idiot I made of myself when I was in, the, in the, the, one the a different gun shop for the first time. What kind of an idiot would carry one of those? Uh,
0: I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'll just go, go away now.
0: <laughs> this idiot right here. <laughs> yeah, I stuck my foot in it several times. But, you know, hey. I, I look, I'm I'm the last one to laugh at people for that kind of stuff. You fix what up? I fix old shotguns. Are those worth any money? Not at all. In fact, probably they cost you <laughs> a lot of money sometimes cuz you know, you got to replace everything in there. Why don't you just buy a new one? Cuz new ones are well, they don't break, so you can't fix they them.
1: <laughs> they don't have as much personality.
0: Right. <laughs> What good is it if you can't fix a whole bunch of shit before you, and have a lot of frustration and hair pulling before you shoot it? I mean, that's, that's gun ownership, well, that, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah, that means when you get to shoot it, it's an accomplishment. <laughs>
0: I have successfully navigated the bullshit that is this gun for this day.
1: Well, yeah. no, see, every, every, different people have different levels of accomplishment. You know, you have a sense of accomplishment because you bought something cheap, managed to put in all the blood, sweat, and frustration and fix it up, and... Uh, you accomplished it. You know, some of us, it's, you know, I've been saving up for six months. So I <laughs>
0: <it>. <laughs> some of us, it's like I've been I've been <laughs> skipping lunch for the last year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get that. I, I totally do. You
1: know, some of us sit there and go, okay, well, I just sold a gun and I had one that I wanted to buy, but my tooth really hurts. <laughs> Which one's more important to me right now? I guess the two.
0: I guess you know. It's the most fun I have though with my clothes on. I swear. I mean, just fixing these guns and <laughs> playing with them and stuff. I gotta get off these Ithacas though, man. Every time, like somebody's like they look at me and they hear the story of the fifty-one, and they're like, "Have I got the gun for you?"
1: Well, maybe, you know, maybe you found your brand, man. I hope not. These things are hopeless. I mean, like a lot of them are just problem children. Well, exactly. and you just stated quite clearly that that's what you prefer,
0: yeah, but oh God, they're just they fight you so hard. They really do,
1: yeah, but I mean, once again, how happy would you be if it didn't fight you
0: at all? Yeah, those are boring. I mean if you,
1: I mean if you, you, you've got your Winchester to not fight you,
0: yes, and that is a beautiful a thing of beauty, and I love shooting it. But you only so, need yeah. one of
1: those exactly.
0: the rest of my island of misfit shotguns is not uh it's not the same yeah it's it's just it's it's cool to have something wrong with them
1: yeah i mean how much fun is it going to be when you go to the ranch and nobody goes what the hell is that (laughs) yeah is that was that made like pre-war yes it was (laughs) (laughs) was that pre-world war one or (laughs) two
0: yeah would you have to define it you know and then here comes <laughs> comes Jake with his blunderbuss. <laughs>
1: it's still on back order. <laughs> still waiting for them to tell me those things are available.
0: Boom. All right, y'all go ahead. I got I got like another minute and a <laughs> half before I can fire again. Y'all y'all, y'all go ahead. Y'all go ahead. <laughs> well we sure will, Jake, when the smoke clears. <laughs> <laughs> we can see the clays again. We'll go ahead and jump right on that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we got to shoot downwind to J- or upwind to Jake. You know, why is that? Well, he's got his blunderbuss. What? No, I, you heard me. It's a blunderbuss.
1: Yeah, but, but but as you've already said, you're going to shoot that one once. And then put it away and go back to something else. You're gonna shoot it <laughs> once for effect.
0: Jake was here. <laughs> then,
1: exactly. then he goes back to whatever. Well, yeah. Afterwards you're gonna go
0: Arr. <laughs> Arr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every time you fire that you gotta go FREEDOM <laughs> Should I carve Trump into the stock for you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Big 45 no. next to his face.
1: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Big Blender great again. Uh, a, a Jolly Roger on one side and a Kraken on the other.
0: Oh, man, that's you you know that's got to be the way to do it. I would love to do that for you. That would be great. As oh, soon as I get yeah. a new compressor.
1: Oh, once again, as soon as they actually become available again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, my compressor that I want's on back order, too, so I was like, oh, All right.
1: (laughs) The way of the world these days.
0: Uh, That's stupid. (laughs) Oh, crap. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, guys, and uh, we will talk to you next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, Check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.